This is session number eight on Ephesians 2, 1 to 3, and our focus is going to be this second according to. There's the first one, according to the age of this world. Here's the second one, according to the ruler of the authority of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. So our spiritual deadness, as I said before, set up a kind of frequency in our lives, a kind of spiritual uh, tuning in. And the spirit of this age finds that frequency and they link up in perfect harmony. And here's a second link up. That spiritual frequency that corresponds to our deadness links up with the ruler of the authority, and we find ourselves not so independent and not so individualistic, but rather in lockstep with the ruler of the authority of the air. And my first question would be, are these separate? Is this one thing and is this another thing? Or does this one simply intensify and deepen and make more serious this one? That would be my inclination. In other words, the first thing Paul says about the way we walk when we are blind to spiritual reality and we live according to non-God, non-Christ, non-Bible, non-spiritual reality, and all we see is the world and we don't see how it relates to truth. God's truth, Christ's truth, Bible truth. When we live like that, how do we walk? First thing we do is we get right in step with the age of this world. And the second thing is that it's not as though we simply are in sync with some neutral age or mindset, but rather we are also in accord with, in the frequency with, controlled by the ruler, some supernatural power that is governing the age of this world, or or as it says here, uh, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, and that's the people that inhabit and govern this age. So, Father, I pray that as we tackle who this is and how we are related to him and the glorious truth that this is past tense, we once walked but we don't now because we've died with Christ and risen with him and he has defeated this power. Oh, I pray that you'd grant us a right understanding of what we were and what we are now in relationship to the ruler of the authority of the air. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The ruler of the authority of, it's as though there is a kind of aggregate, perhaps, authority, that would be all the demonic powers and forces of the world, and there's a ruler. And so we're in step with these, but in particular, in step with, according to the ruler. That would be whom? We'll we'll come to that in just a minute. Let's contextually find who he's talking about. In the preceding paragraph, this is what Paul said, God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenlies. 
far above all rule and authority and power. I meant to put this rule and authority right there, so understand that. These two words in Greek correspond to rule and authority, rule and authority. And I put the Greek there so that you can see it's the same basic two words as in chapter 2, verse 2. So we're walking in step with the ruler of the authority of the air, and he has just said that Christ has been raised from the dead far above all rule and authority and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but the one to come. And has, uh, he put all things under. So when it says he's above these, these are under Christ. All things are under his feet. So it's not as though now those who are in Christ are subject to this rule and authority. We're not. We're set free. Here's the way Paul describes it in Colossians 2, 13 to 15. You who were dead, same cluster of ideas here now, you who were dead, like in Ephesians 2, 1, in your trespasses, same as Ephesians 2, 1, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive, same as Ephesians uh, 2, 5, with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us. That's glorious. Every debt you ever had, he has paid against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. And here's what follows in regard to the devil. If all the accusations against us are nailed to the cross, he disarmed the rulers and authorities. There it is again just so that you can see that they are disarmed for those who are alive in Christ Jesus, whose sins are nailed to the cross, whose record of debt has been paid, so that the, the disarming here refers to the fact that the devil doesn't have any case against us anymore. I mean, he can beat us up. He could even kill us, throw us in jail, like it says in Revelation 2, but he can't damn us. He is disarmed because all our sins are forgiven. And so the rulers and authorities are subject to Christ. He put them to an open shame, triumphing over them in him. Nevertheless, he's a real force in this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4, the God of this world, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. That's what the deadness is. We can't see Christ for who he is. So Paul still reckons with a living, functioning God of this world. So did Jesus. I mean, so did John. In 1 John 5, 18, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. But this born of God is just like Paul's made alive. Does not keep on sinning, but he who is born of God protects him. So that's Jesus, the one who is decisively born in a different way of God, protects him, protects us, those who are born of God, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So that's what Paul's talking about in Ephesians 2, 2, where we're all 
before we're made alive in Christ, we're all walking according to the ruler of the authority of the air, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Jesus reckoned with it in his own ministry. He said, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. So Satan is going to intensify his activity. He moves a Judas to betray Jesus and does everything again to make Jesus suffer. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. So Satan is definitely bringing all things to a climax to get Jesus crucified, but Jesus is saying, no, actually, I'm laying down my life willingly. And now, chapter 12, verse 30, Jesus answered, Now is the judgment of this world, now is the ruler of this world cast out, a decisive victory over Satan, just like Paul said in Colossians chapter 2, 15. But for those who are not in Christ, how are we to think of that relationship with the devil? John 8, 43 is an amazing commentary on Ephesians, or maybe vice versa. Why do you not understand what I say, Jesus says? Why can't you understand my my way of talking? It's because you cannot hear my word. In other words, just like you're blind to my glory, you're deaf to my meaning. You are of your father, the devil. So there it is. Inside you, there's a cannot hear, and it corresponds to being of, in sync with, your father, the devil. And you, your will is to do your father's desires. There's what I mean by the frequency being the same. Your will is lockstep with his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks of his own character, for he is a liar and a father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. So when Jesus speaks the truth, you don't believe him because you're, you're in sync with. You're walking according to, and that's what all of us did, our father, the devil. Therefore, you come to chapter 6 in Ephesians, we got a battle on our hands, right? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities. There they are again. Same two words. We've seen them now in chapter 2, verse 2. We've seen them in chapter 1, verse 20. We've seen them in Colossians 2, 15. And we now uh, make war against this defeated foe. They are decisively disarmed at the cross. But now we, in Christ, by the Spirit, make war and lay hold on our victory our place in Christ. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. That's the age of this world. Against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenlies. And may I suggest here, though I'm not sure, and I don't know of any commentator who is, that perhaps this common use of the word heavenlies or heavenly places in Paul, goes part of the way to explaining 
this word heir here. It's strange, isn't it? We who were once dead and used to walk in accord with the ruler of the authority of the heir, it just seems like Paul is saying, um, we're not living under the earth, and we're not living way up in the highest heaven where uh, Jesus has gone. God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenlies. That is, Christ is way higher, far above all rule and authority. And yet, that rule and authority are in the heavenlies. Right? That's what we saw here in chapter 6. Against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces in the heavenlies. Well, evidently, then, there are these stages of the heavens, right? Heavenlies. Here's, here's earth, and then here's the air, right here, maybe, and then heavenlies. And Christ is far above all rulers and authorities, and yet those rulers and authorities are also in the heavenlies. And so, perhaps, that's what Paul is saying here, is that where we live that aspect of the air, the heavens, which stretch in layers, as it were, up until you get beyond the cosmos into the very presence of God, that's where the rulers and authorities live and work. And that's where we are now. So, we were dead in our trespasses. We had a frequency or a walking to the beat of a drummer, and that drummer was the age of this world, intensified by the fact that the devil himself is roaming around to devour people in this world. He has been decisively defeated at the cross, and therefore we can make war on him by putting on the whole armor of God. Therefore, take up the armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So next time we take up, he is at work in the sons of disobedience. And then Paul includes himself in that once upon a time, among whom we all once walked and were by nature children of wrath.